What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to the latest episode of our 5 p.m. Sunday experience, recorded live at our location in Vancouver, B.C. So come on in and enjoy a powerful right now word brought to you by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy. I'm ready to preach. You're going to take this, uh, this table out the way. I'm ready to let go. No matter how impossible it may seem, we serve the God of what? The impossibles. What do we serve the God of what, Malia? Of the impossibles. There we go. Of the impossibles. He says what's impossible with who? Man is possible with who? God. Say it's all possible. So there may be some things you believe in for of a cousin, a a friend, a nephew, a niece, a brother, mentally, mentally, and scientifically, there are some things that's there. And you're like, God, how is that going to happen? Well, we're going to show you some stuff in the word. Okay. But I also want you to understand as we spoke today. The first day you accepted Jesus in your life. Uh, uh, Caleb first day you accepted Jesus in your life I asked the team this earlier did you look saved and did you act saved the moment that you received Jesus surely he didn't Bernadette how about you did you look saved did you act saved the first day you received Jesus probably years it probably wasn't until this year you started looking saved But let me tell you, could nobody tell you that you wasn't what? Saved. So tonight you must believe whatever you are praying for, it is done right now. You are as healed as you were as saved the first day you received salvation. (laughs) Okay, okay. Because guess who you received? Okay, you received who? Come on, you received who? Jesus. Jesus. Now, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. Healing comes from who? Jesus. So when you received Jesus, did healing not come inside because you didn't need healing? All of who Jesus is and was, you received that first day. Amen. Oh, Jesus. You need a fisherman's friend right now. You need a friend. You need a friend right now. Not that I smell your breath, because it's going to give you a little kick to wake up a little bit. I need you. Amen. I'm, 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 I'm navigating right now. There's healing in your room right now. Somebody told you you had a speech issue when you was growing up. I dare you to start right now, right now, whoever you are. I don't know who's on there. But you had a speech impediment. You had um, doctors told you something was wrong with you mentally or whatever the case may be. Um, if it was a speech impediment, what I'm getting right now, I am, I am challenging you right now to carefully read something and say something that is difficult for you to say it, but begin to say it slowly. And you begin to say it slowly. Maybe Melchizedek was a hard one for you. But you're going to say it. I want you to say it. And this is what you're going to do for the next seven days. You're going to face 
hard things to say and hard things to read. And you are going to exercise your mouth and your tongue. And in the exercising of it, the Lord is going to do a work in your mind and in your tongue. In Jesus' name, you go right ahead and begin that right where you are. This is your moment. This is your moment. No taint important right now. You just need to activate your faith right now, whatever it is, whoever it is. And if you ain't afraid, you could testify about it later, or you could say, that's me. You could say, the Lord has touched me, whatever the thing may be. But we're going to get in back into this word. Last week, we were talking about peace, right? The fight for what? Talk to me. The fight for what? Peace. How many people understand that, that the definition of peace, one of, it's shalom. Shalom. Okay, so everybody say shalom. Come on, yell it out. Say shalom. As loud as big mouth as you are, F-E, I, got, I can hear you. Say shalom. There we go. There we go, girl. Shalom. Now, the meaning of shalom is nothing missing, nothing broken wholeness in every area you got that so if we're fighting for peace we need to attack the things that is messing with wholeness in what every area say area that's a trick tricky thing say area you got to be from the bay area and know area Bible says, Lord said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. I'm anointed to set the captives free. I'm anointed. Say, I'm anointed. Come on, you see this? You see this right here? I'm anointed. See, I may not be able to lay hands on you tonight, but I can throw it on you like an old Pentecostal. He said to set prisoners free. 3 John 1 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every area. It's very clear in the Bible, you guys, that the Lord has wholeness on his mind. Can I get an amen for that? How many people believe that the Lord's will for you is to have some things lacking and have some things broken, have some things missed? Let me tell you, some people may call this prosperity preaching. It is. Go look up what salvation means. Go look up what it means. Shalom means what peace means. Wholeness in every area. Nothing wrong with prosperity. You want your kids to prosper. You go to work every day. Why? Because you're trying to prosper. You vegan. Why, Sion? Because you're trying to prosper. Sion said after this fast, she's going back. She's not vegan no more. Almost left it. She almost left the church on that one. She had. Oh, <laughs> oh, she a little behind. She behind. She behind. Okay, okay. Hey Amen. I keep forgetting. Psalm thirty-five. You ready? Can we move forward now? Can we move forward? Can we move forward? All right. But let all my true friends. Where are my true friends at? Y'all, we got we got our cousin in the house. Uh, Caleb Aqua up in the house, up in the building. Make some noise for Caleb Aqua. But let all my true friends shout for joy. Thank you. Thank you. Let all my true friends shout for joy. Listen, and all those who know 
and love what I do for them or do do for you. Let them all say, the Lord is great. Listen, and let's read this part together. And he delights in the prosperity of his servant. Do I got any servants in here? Amen. So guess what God delights in? He delights in the prosperity of his servants. Come on, man. I mean, we all watch these shows, Caleb. We all watch these shows where folks is traveling wherever they want. They, they see in the world. They, they, they diving off of yachts and they, they eating the best food, all organic, the best water. They get to take care of their children. They get to send their kids to whatever schools they want to. They got enough space for everything. Everything got a place in the house. We ain't got to use the laundry room for storage. <laughs> or a closet. Hey, say enlarge my territory, Lord. Prosperity is on his mind. So there's a wealthy man who, in a wealthy family who has everything they need on earth, but their soul is broken, their family is broken, their attitudes are harsh, they're fighting sickness. Guess what they need? You think they're prosperous because they got money? They don't got soul wealth. They don't got physical wealth. Wealth in every area. Say it's mine. Isaiah 58. Can I read this one to you? Then my favor will bathe you in sunlight until you are like the dawn. Say bathe me, Lord. Bathe me, Lord. I won't even put on no suntan lotion. Just, just bathe me, Lord. Ba bathe me, Lord. I'm not trying to be protected from the blessing. You get it. I, 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 don't, I don't need to screen the blessing. No sunscreen. I need all the sun on me. I need all the vitamin S I can get. All the vitamin D I can get. Lord, bathe me. He says, then my favor will bathe you in sunlight until you are like the dawn. Where's that word, love quest? Bursting through a dark night. All right, all right. So he tells me that the bathing is, it has to be dark for me to burst. It has to be uncertain for me to burst. It has to be obscure for the burst. It has to be low lit for the burst. It has to be doubt. It has to be cake. I love it, Caleb, that God starts off the Bible saying how jacked up the world was. Bernadette, he says how jacked up the world was. He says in the beginning. And then he says the world was gross dark. It was dark and chaotic. And then it says in the midst of that chaos, who was hovering? The Spirit of God. And the Lord says it's time to bathe the world, the earth with sunlight. But he said the first thing, let there be what? Let's open their eyes. 
Let's open their eyes so they can see. Bursting through a dark night. And maybe it's sickness. Maybe it's mental illness. Maybe it's poverty. Maybe it's financial issues. Maybe it's your marriage. Identify that dark night right now. And face it. And say no more. I'm healed. I'm whole. My days of bad stewardship is over. And then suddenly your healing will manifest. I love this because he says there's a bursting, then there's a healing. I love this, Caleb. He says, and this is what I was talking to you guys earlier about, is don't wait till the manifestation of the healing. Don't wait till the manifestation. Don't wait till the manifestation of the healing. Receive it before anybody see it. Receive it before you can touch it. You are healed. You are whole. You ain't crazy. Physically, you might seem crazy, but I'm telling you, your sanity on the inside is catching up with your chaos on the outside. The Lord is working it out now. He said, there's this bursting, then suddenly your healing will manifest. We worship you, Lord God. Touch that body. Touch that body. Touch that mind. He says, you will see your righteous march out before you. Your righteousness will march out before you. And the glory of Yahweh will protect you from all harm. Matthew 9, you ready? Jesus walked throughout the region with the joyful what? Message of God's what? Kingdom realm. See, this is where people get frustrated because when you talk about, you can't talk about prosperity. You can't talk about kingdom and not talk about prosperity. There's no kingdom. King, you ain't a kingdom if you ain't a kingdom. There's no kingdom without prosperity. When you think of kingdom, you think of royalty. There, there, when you think of king, what you the king of if you, you ain't got nothing to king? <laughs> Listen, the message, he went around. I love Jesus. He, he went around. He didn't go around preaching the kingdom or, or the message of Christianity. More than he went around preaching the message of the kingdom. The kingdom realm. And what does this mean? Authority. Who you are. Identity. Talk to me some. He taught in their meeting houses. Y'all want to know why Jesus, so much healing, followed his ministry? Because he was Jesus. Um, well, if he was Jesus in the way that we try to make an excuse, meaning he, does, he did stuff that we couldn't do because he was God. Um, well, why did he need to be anointed? Why did he need to be baptized? Why did he need to uh, 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 come through a natural birth? Why did he need to fast and pray? Why did he cry? Why did he get upset? Do not strip his humanity away. 
because it's hard for you to have faith in what God can do. Jesus walked this earth. The word became flesh. Yes, he was man. He was God. But let me tell you something. Then how much more man and how much more God? In the, in the human form, Jesus was, okay? In the human form, Jesus was. He says this. He says, those that believe will do the same works I did and much more. Let me, what, what made him, what, what, what made him God and what made him man all at the same time in the earth, right? Bible says he denied the things that he could have done, the royalty he could have had, right? When he had a chance to call on those legion of angels to have his back, he said, nah, I can't use that, right? Listen, what, what, what did he, what did, you have the spirit of God in you. What, what made him, what, what did he walk with? the spirit of God as he walked this earth and what is inside of you right now the spirit of God which makes you a son of God right so in the kingdom realm guess what you have mad authority in the kingdom realm they see Jesus and guess where you at joint seated so what I might bid to you tonight is that the authority that was in him, if you truly believe he rests in you, there's the authority inside of you. But listen, signs and wonders always, always follow the kingdom and its kings. Signs and wonders always follow the kingdom. So what are we preaching today? When you say by his strife, what is that? Kingdom. When you're talking tripart harvest, that's kingdom. When you're talking about believing and standing for your whole family to be whole, that's kingdom. He says, and wherever. He went, he demonstrated God's power by healing every, you ready for this? He demonstrated God's power by healing every kind of disease. Oh, y'all don't know how to finish. And illness. Wake up, wake up, wake up. God's moving. Every kind, every kind. So there ain't no kind. Bring it on. What kind you dealing with? What kind you dealing with? Insecurity, that's a disease. See, those are spiritual diseases, emotional diseases. We often just get hung up on the physical diseases. Why? Because you can't hide them. But why would you settle and hide? Those are the most dangerous. No more do you have to act confident. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Walk like it. Wes, I walk it out.
east side walk it out north side walk it out first peter 2 says he personally carried the load of our sins in his own body when he died this is powerful he personally carried the load of our sins in his own body when he died on the cross so that we can be what finish with sin and live a good life from now on this is too good the only way we got to sickness and disease in this world is because of sin sickness and disease is directly connected to the fall of man sin all upon himself we can be finished with sin listen and live a good life from now on see see when you go to when you go to when you go to Africa or when you go to certain countries where they have disease where, where kids have lost their parents from birth from HIV from kids are in orphanages when there's extreme poverty when you tell them this scripture this is this is why people will walk for two weeks just to get to a revival and be excited but I just want to not be a person who have to need that level of trauma and calamity in my life to get excited about good news the gospel that he took sin in his own body when he died that we can be finished with sin and live a good life from now on purpose for taking sin so we can live a good life from now on Let me help your mind. Stop thinking a good life is minus trouble. Stop thinking a good life is never getting the flu. Do you know how you can handle the flu if you knew and believed who you was and the word and what the blood has done for you? You can go through it like a champ. Some sickness takes people out, like meaning death, due to their the perspective of how they see the sickness, how they see the disease, how the spirit of death will come in their room and automatically they believe the lies of the enemy. They believe that when they're 60, they start losing their sight. They believe that when they're 70, oh, if something hit their bodies, they're done. But this is the hope we have. You can have a good life and not be a millionaire. You can have a good life and get the flu once a year. You can have a good life and experience some losses. The good life is not minus trouble or challenges. 
the good life is really based on what I know. Isaiah 53, yet he was the one who carried our sicknesses and endured the torment of our sufferings. We viewed him as one who was being punished for something he himself had done. As one who was struck down by God and brought low. But he was not being punished. Do you see the trouble you go through as punishment? Do you see the sickness that you experience? As this it, man, this is it. Bye, y'all. Or do you see it as an opportunity for the good life to burst through? For the gospel to work? Do you see the troubles you go through as a platform for the goodness of God to move in your life and his glory be manifested? Do you see what you're going through in your life, the challenges? Do you see the family members that have challenges? Do you see that you've been raised in a horrible home and I wish I had different parents? Or do you see that the parents, the household, the family that you were born in has given you and God an opportunity to manifest his goodness and his glory and his faithfulness? How do you see what you're going through? What you're going through is not the end. It's just a quarter in the game. It's just a moment of the game. You look up at the score now and it may seem like it's say 52-53, they're up. But you do know, according to the gospel, by the time the last horn goes off, it's going to say, we win. I don't care who's up right now. The champagne is pumping in my locker room. The Martinelli's is popping in my living room. The seltzer water is popping in my living room. The Alka-Seltzer is bubbling over in my locker room. What did he say? He say, but it was because of our rebellious deeds that he was pierced and because of our sins that he was crushed it was because of you Malia it was because of you Michael it was because of you Sion it was because of us he wasn't getting beaten because he did something wrong he was punished because you did something wrong because I He endured the punishment. You see this. Can I talk to somebody? Oh, can I bless somebody right now? Can I bless somebody right now? Talk to his Lord. Talk to his Lord. Talk to his Lord. We think a miracle is the absence of that challenge. You ready for this? What if I told you that it's a miracle for you to be able to endure something that should have crushed you? He endured the punishment that made us completely whole. Let me tell you this. There's things that you and I will have to go through 
so someone else will experience wholeness. This ain't all about getting all of your trouble out the way so you can live trouble-free life. Maybe there, the miracle is that I need to know who he is, what he's done, because there is a miracle in endurance. So I might have to endure some things. God, please help me endure some things so my children won't have to endure the same thing because I couldn't handle it. It's a miracle that you popped up in the bloodline that you're even thinking about wholeness right now. Because generations behind you wasn't even thinking about fasting, wasn't even thinking about praying. There's miracles happening as we speak. You are a miracle. Your new mindset is a miracle. You've been the first person in your bloodline that really believed God. That's a miracle. Think of the hundreds of generations and now you come and now you're fasting, you're sowing, you're believing. There's power upon you. It's a miracle. Stop making miracles all about the absence of an of a, of a, of a illness or, or a leg needing to grow. Man, there is so many miracles that are happening in your life every day. He endured. And in his wounding, we found our healing. Dang, Caleb. Let me tell you. Look, I'm about to move on to, 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 to some of the healing that we're, we're, we're believing for tonight. But, but I want to help you with on earth stuff. He endured punishment that we might have wholeness. Then he was wounded that we can find healing. Somebody had to endure punishment for your wholeness and somebody had to endure being wounded so you might be healed on the side finding your healing meaning it's done it's somewhere that's what we're doing tonight we're finding our healing we want to see it but there's some things that go that's going to go through you're going to go through in your life where the prayer is not Lord take it the prayer is, Lord, give me endurance. Because you are the lamb for whatever God, God has planned for whoever's next. You might be going through something for the sake of your employer to watch how you go through it. Is it worth them finding Jesus? Is it worth them seeing your fruit of the Spirit on display so that they can find their healing? Somebody has to endure punishment and somebody has to be wounded for somebody to have wholeness and somebody to have healing. What we hate is we don't want to be the one dealing with punishment. We want to be the one just whole and the one healed. Guess what? Jesus was punished. He was whole. He was wounded and he was healed. He was all folk. Every last one of you will experience wholeness, but you'll also experience woundedness. 
you'll experience endurance, but you're also going to experience some punishment. Shikabah. So profound. And I think if we want wholeness, we also have to have a wholeness perspective. <laughs> because, Caleb, what I, what I realize is what makes my salvation, <laughs> can I talk? What makes, if you, if you think of how crazy this is, Sion, if you, if you think of how crazy this is, Malia, stop licking the communion cup. Put it down. There's no more juice in there, sweetheart. Look, if you think of how crazy this is, she going for her healing. She going for her wholeness. Amen. Ain't no more blood in there, girl. Just um, listen, listen. If you think of how bizarre this is, the re- one of the biggest reasons that we jump around and celebrate is because he was punished. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) We celebrating off of his beating how you gonna celebrate now let me ask you as hyped as you are because he took the beating for you are you willing to pay do you do you know that's what kept him in Hebrews 12 he said he despised his shame because he saw you celebrating He was willing to be punished to see you celebrate. Are you just as willing to be punished as you are to celebrate because somebody else was punished? Let me tell you, there would be no gospel without someone being punished for it. So for you to think that you are going to walk in a faith and a gospel, that, that all you do is ask God to eliminate your deficiencies and your insufficiencies and your lack and your trouble, and that's the relationship you want to have, and you don't have no carry your cross. You don't want to have go through no punishment. You don't want to go through. This is the thing. He didn't say you couldn't go through punishment without joy. Deacon Stephan or Stephen, you, you look at Saul, you look at, you look at all of the people we celebrate. We are living on the backs of people who had to be punished for us to have this good life. And if we find a generation that stops wanting to deal with punishment, what does that mean for the next generation? How dare we just even come to the table tonight? All we want is, Lord, eliminate. Eliminate challenges. Eliminate trouble. Eliminate burden. Eliminate this physical pain. Eliminate this flu. 
heal, 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 heal. And if he doesn't, we have people, Caleb, that are looking at our God, second guessing if he's real because he didn't take something away. Do you see how we've sold miracles? Miracles have always only been about God taking something away that brought pain. We never saw endurance as a miracle. We never saw patience as a miracle. We never saw the power in Jesus going from courthouse to courthouse and laying on the cross, forgiving sinners. Not saying anything as an innocent man carrying your sin and my sin on his back. We didn't see that as the miracle. We saw us as the miracle. And our relationship with God has been all about, take this from me. No, if that hurt, that ain't God. <laughs> uh, no, let me tell you, God uses it. And God doesn't mind using it. Because he's in you while it's painful. <laughs> why, why does he want to live in you while you go through? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Lord, for that word. Endurance is a miracle. If it wasn't everybody, I have it. <laughs> Patience is a miracle in this earth because if it wasn't, everybody would have it. Every long suffering is a miracle because if it wasn't, listen, tolerance isn't a miracle. Everybody can tolerate. So we're not talking about endurance, toleration. We're talking about endurance that while I'm going through. You know, like, like them slaves that's fighting for their life and they still singing hymns while somebody beating them on their back. I'm talking Jesus. I'm talking Martin Luther King, who is taking people, hosing him down, putting him in prison, dogs biting him, and they're still saying, I love you. I'm talking about that's what this world is looking for, that kind of endurance, that kind of fight, that kind of patience, that kind of, of, of self-confidence. Uh, 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 um, Jesus said, turn up the cheek. What is he saying? You have the ability to endure. He said, don't return evil for evil. Endurance. <laughs> and then we see Paul. I've learned, go and keep that little thorn up in there. Because I found out when the thorn in there, that's when he's really showing out. Oh, when I learned how to endure punishment, I write the letters to the church. If I didn't endure punishment, I wouldn't even be able to write First and Second Thessalonians, and I wouldn't be able to write to Ephesus. I wouldn't even. What, what would the Bible be without somebody being punished? To know God. All these stories in the Bible from, from, from the beginning to the end is people being punished. And in the midst of the punishment, guess what? We get to know God. So more than anything tonight, I challenge us to expand 
our perspective on miracles. Because see, um, what we've been saying is, where is the power of God? Where, why we don't see miracles like we saw back? Why we don't see miracles like in Jesus' day? Why we don't see miracles? Let me tell you something. Uh, there's a whole lot of stuff. Ooh, let me, let me, ooh. Let me tell you something. Why we don't see miracles like in Jesus' day? Um, if, if, uh, 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 if, if Jesus and them had medicine like we have today, if they had hospitals like we, if they had ambulances like we did, somebody bleeding out, somebody can't get medicine for their glaucoma, somebody can't get glasses. Man, do you know why they needed so many miracles back in the day? We got the resources. What do you mean? We don't need a Red Sea parted. All we need is an airplane. We don't need the Jordan parted. Well, all we need is a boat, a little kayak. They going to these riding around on a donkey. Come on, like donkey. Come on, man. Do you see the miracles? All these doctors we got, miracles. The medicine we have, miracles. Hospitals with gurneys in them, miracles. If you don't think that's a miracle, look at some other countries. Look at their hospitals. Look at their medicine. Look at their, their resources. Fleets of airplanes. This generation has more than enough. What are you talking about? We can text so quick. We can see the earth. <laughs> what do you mean? So, Sion, you see where I see revival? I see more saints with endurance. I see more saints that know how to fight. I see, I see dry bones rising up. I see more joyful Christians. I mean, do you see the miracles? I see people being able to go through hard times, a generation that can go through some tough times in joy. I see a selfish generation turning into a giving generation. Miracles. Let me tell you, you better quickly understand what kind of revival that's about to hit this land. It's not all about physical healing. The Lord's healing people's emotions. The Lord's healing. He's healing. Say, I am healed. Say, my body is healed. I just had that moment. The Lord is saying, look, I'm I want to touch your body. The Lord says, I want to touch your body. I want to touch your mind. I don't need to leave you there. But as you move forward, as I touch your body, I need you to know that I'm bigger than that. I need a generation that sees miracles how I see miracles. That single mom who's been raising her child. And then all of a sudden, some random person, I was able to get to somebody's heart to bless her. Miracle. 
I need to, need to get you out of this sensationalism. And I need a generation that can endure. In these last days, if we don't raise a church that can endure, we in trouble. Psalm 41 says, when they are sick, God will restore them. Can I get an amen? When they are sick, God will what? Restore them. Come on. When they are sick, God will what? Restore them. Lying up on their bed of what? Suffering. While up on your bed of suffering, the Lord will what? Restore them. He will raise them up what? Again. And restore them back to what? Hell. Whoever I'm talking to, the Lord will raise you up again. You will not die on that sick bed. You will not die suffering. You shall get up and you shall shall live and not die arise in Jesus name restore you back to health back to how I created you to be so in my sickness I say to you he say so in my sickness I say I got a word so in my sickness you, you, you see this? You see this sound like Paul later on. So while I got this thorn in my side, I'm going to praise him. So in my sickness, I say to you, Lord, be my kind healer. Heal my body and my what? Soul. Don't leave your soul out because you want your toe out. <laughs> Don't leave your soul out because you want everybody to see you whole. You use healed. Right? We, we want our knee healed. Come on, God. Lord, heal my, heal my leg. But why you don't care so much about this? The inner man is limping. The Lord has come tonight to make you whole. He said, heal me, God. For I have confessed my sins to you. You see sickness and sin, sickness and sin, sickness and sin. Why we took that juice tonight and that bread tonight, the blood was spilled. So if you really believe that you've been washed by the blood sinfully, ain't no greater greater sickness than sin. So let me ask you this. You took that communion tonight 100%. Uh, grace believing that your sins are forgiven do you have that same confidence that in that same blood you're whole because the way we got unwhole was sin so if you think your sin has been taken then you gotta believe your lack of wholeness has been taken. Now you got to just rise and walk in that wholeness. The same way you get up and walk and say, I'm redeemed. You got to have that same confidence. I'm whole. Oh, oops. I know I just cussed over there, but me cussing, me kind of backsliding, me having a sip, don't make me a sinner. That's been taken. I am forgiven. So me having a flu, don't make me a disease-infested person. I'm just dealing with a little something right now. So I'm walking in endurance while I receive my physical wholeness, but on the inside, I'm just as much as healed as I am saved. Can I get an amen? that thing boy Acts 3 Peter and John 
looking straight into the eyes of the crippled man. Looking straight into the what? Eyes of this beggar. Say, look, 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 look at us. Look at us. Look at us. And look, expecting a gift, he readily gave them his attention. I don't know who you are right now, but you look it in the eyes into the look at look into my eyes. You look into that word. And I'm expecting with you. I'm expecting for your family. I'm expecting for your friends. I'm expecting for your co-worker. I'm expecting with you right now. I am believing with you. I am expecting with you. I believe God can. I believe God will. And most importantly, I believe God did in Jesus' name. He has done it already. And so I'm standing in agreement with you. And I expect with you as you expect with me. And we are expecting God to do something different. Let there be some sort of shift. And as, we've brought, as, we, as, we, as we have broadened our understanding, maybe that shift tonight is that that family member there's a spirit of joy that hits them and now all of a sudden they have peace to go through what they're going through. That's a miracle. We don't like seeing our family members suffer and sometimes their fear and anger and frustration and sadness is what make us sad. But if they can endure whatever they're going through with joy, maybe they receive Jesus tonight. Maybe it's you. You've never received Jesus wholeheartedly. Right where you are, just accept Jesus in your heart. Maybe you're sitting there with your daughter. You're sitting there with your son. Maybe you've never confessed that Jesus is your Lord. But I'm telling you, as I read the scripture, the Lord is saying this is a moment he wants to make a shift. He wants to take one step closer. He wants to make this, take this one step closer. Can we take this one step closer? Right? This has been a whole day. And right now, you know, when you're, when you're getting rehabilitated sometime and you're learning how to walk again, you, you got somebody standing next to you. And, and, and all he's asking you to do, I'm not going to let you fall. We're not at that point yet where we're going to take you off the walker. We're not going to do nothing. We just need you to actually just take a step, right? Because we're building some momentum, okay? We need you to take a step, okay? So we need you to take a step. And maybe you haven't received Jesus. Maybe you've been far away from Jesus. But right in this moment, and what I need you to do right where you are is to say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Yes. There you go. Come into my heart. Lord, be my Savior. Lord, forgive me for not opening the door as you've been knocking all this time. But Lord, I'm ready to learn of you and walk with you. Yeah, take that step. And maybe you've received Jesus a long time ago, but right now the prayer is, Lord, forgive me for turning from you. Forgive me for living that secret life. Forgive me 
for not trusting you, whatever that may be. take that step I'm expecting with you I'm expecting with you right now he says expecting a gift he readily gave them his attention and Peter said I don't have money maybe he could also say I don't got no medicine today I don't got no orange juice I don't got no vitamin C for out I don't got no alkalinized water for you. I don't got got nothing for you today. But I'll give you this. By the power. Come on, lift your hands right wherever you are. Right wherever you are, even here. As we believe. I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a mental deal. I don't know if it's anxiety. I don't, I don't know what it is you're dealing with. It could be something as simple as nausea right now. It could be back pain. But right now I need you to stretch your hand and believe. And maybe you're believing for someone else. But I don't have anything. Here's this, this man who once was lost and now I'm found. Terrence Richmond. I, I, I'm just a young man who have decided to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. I, I, don't, have a, a, I don't have anything else for you tonight. And I believe this is what they're saying. Look, we can get you money. We can check you into a hospital. We can get you another IV. We can get you another tube. But if your ears can hear right now, I don't have what you need right now is to believe that by the power of the name of Jesus Christ, you can stand up and walk. You can have a sound mind. By the power of the name of Jesus of Nazareth, stand up and walk. Open your mouth and shout. The power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, lungs clear up. Spinal injuries. Come on, God. Back straightened up. I see some of you slowly coming off of your medications over the next several months. Don't be silly. Do what you're supposed to do. And the way you're going to come off some of those medications, you're about to start changing your diet. Here's the miracle. The Lord is going to begin to give you a taste for health. Medication will not allow you to keep living how you want to. So you take the medication as a supplement. No. You're going to get up and you're going to go walk. You're going to go jog. Before you know it, you went from a walk to a jog to a sprint. Now you're doing videos. (laughs) Before you know it. You're going to be able to throw your kids up. I'm believing with you right now. 
I speak courage inside of you right now. Something rises up inside of you right now. I'll give you a couple more scriptures. Peter held out his right hand to the crippled man. As he pulled the man to his feet, suddenly power surged into his crippled feet and his ankles. The man jumped up, stood there for a moment, stunned. You see, you see what happened? I don't know if you're at home right now. Maybe you need to walk around with your loved one. Maybe you need to call them. Maybe you need to do something. I don't know what you need to do, but something as an act of faith. And then began to walk around. What was he doing? He was testing. He was working it out. As he went into the temple of the courts with Peter and John, he leaped for joy and shouted praise to God. I want you to see something. Some healings come instantly. Other healings come as you go. <laughs> you remember the blind ones? The blind, he, said, he said, hey, go back and tell your leader. And as you go, you shall receive your sight. They say, wait a minute, would you? As they went, they were healed. As you go, tonight you're doing a little testing. Okay, that was good. Okay. And tomorrow you're going to get out that bed, and guess what you're going to do? You're going to keep walking it out. Whoever that was that had to test out their speech, tomorrow you're going you're gonna to do it again. Man, you got to fight for this. He gives power to the faint and weary, and to him who has no might, he increases strength, causing it to multiply and making it to be up to abound. So even physical weakness, you're just tired. Guess what? He gives strength. Let me run through these. My mind is healed. Say, my mind is healed. This is going to be a crash course right here. Say, my mind is healed. Say, there's healing for my mind. Matthew 4 says, Jesus ministered from place to place throughout all the province of Galilee. He taught in the synagogues, preaching the hope of the kingdom, realm, and healing. Listen, Jesus ministered from place to place throughout all the province of Galilee. He went preaching what? The kingdom. Healing every kind of sickness and disease among them. There we go again. Every kind. Listen, you've got to catch this. His fame spread everywhere. Many people who were in pain and suffering with every kind of illness were brought to Jesus for their what? Healing. Here you go. Epileptics. If you understand that, another translation says lunatics. There ain't no mental illness that Jesus can't heal. Go, go research it. Epilepsy, epileptics, paralytics. We see paralyzed people all around all the time, wheelchairs. All, and those tormented by demonic powers were all set. Now, I believe that there's certain things that Jesus and methods he would have used back then if he had the resources we have. What if they had speech therapists back then? Why are you just going to accept 
Why, why are you not fighting harder for skin clearance? Hit the steam room. Change your diet. Drink only alkalinized water, not tap water. There is a lot of stuff that we have that God will hop on some alkalinized water and touch it. God will hop on that medication. Medication is not to be abused. But God still can use it. For Samuel, say mental. Say mental. Samuel, Samuel took his flask of oil and anointed him with his brothers standing around watching the Spirit of God enter David like a rush of wind. The Spirit of God entered David like a rush of wind. Listen, here you go. God vitally empowered him for the rest of his life. You see, see, you ain't just been anointed one Sunday. When you got anointed, you was anointed for the rest of your life. You are anointed for the rest of your life. You are anointed for the rest of your life. Listen, what he's saying, there's power on the inside, and there's going to need some, some days needing to spill it out. At that very moment, the Spirit of God left Saul, and in its place, a black mood sent, sent by God settled on him. He was terrified. A black mood. Say mental. Oh, how many of us got black moods sometimes? Yeah, black moods. Saul's advisor said, uh, this awful tormenting depression. What was the black mood? Depression. Say, I'm free from mental. Who said God don't heal depression? He anointed somebody. He, he put the medicine in David to heal Saul. There's anointing in you, but it's got to come out. He says, uh, uh, making your life miserable. What's making your life miserable? Oh, master, let us help. Let us look for someone who can play the harp. In other words, who's anointed. When the black mood from God moves in, he'll, he'll play his music and you'll feel better. Saul told his servants, go ahead, find me someone who can play well and bring him to me. One, one of the young men spoke up. I know somebody. I've seen him myself, son of Jesse of Bethlehem, an excellent musician. He's also courageous, of age, well-spoken, and good-looking, and God is with him. David wasn't just handsome. God was with him. Saul sent messengers to Jesse requesting, send your son David. I want y'all to see something. Jesse took a donkey, loaded it with a couple loaves of bread, a flask of wine. Oh, what was they getting ready to do? Communion. You see this? So you not only, there's no anointing without Jesus on the scene. So you, we need you to take Jesus. 
You see Jesus sitting here on the donkey? Y'all get that in a minute. Jesus been on donkeys. Jesus in the Old Testament, New Testament. A flask of wine, a young goat, and sin is done, David. So, and as we move forward, every time those spirits came, David played, and those spirits could not stay. I don't know. But there's a worship in your room. That that depression, that anxiety, you want to know how it's got to leave? That black mood? I dare you to start worshiping. You're anointed. Don't let the enemy stay in your house another day longer. I don't care who's around. I don't care if you're at your mama's house or your daddy's house. I don't care what it is. Don't you dare let another day you walk around singing and every black mood got to shut its mouth. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. To feed and guide and shield me, I shall not lack. He makes me lie down in fresh, tender, green pastures. He refreshes and restores my life. The other translation says, he restores my what? My soul. Say my mind. He guards my mind, man. He guards, he heals my emotions. Psalm 30 says, for his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime, or in his favor is life. You ready for this? Weeping may endure for a night. Them emotions, them uncontrollable emotions you've been dealing with. Did you see? Weeping may endure. It's okay you weeping, but can you endure through the nights? Because on the other side of what endurance is what? Joy. You, 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 God needs us to endure. The end is not the way it is now. The end always ends up way better than the beginning, the process. And at the end, guess what? You will always see what? Joy. Not only are you going to have some joy in the morning, going on down to verse 11, and look what it says. You have turned my morning into what? Dancing. This is what endurance does. I need you to see the dancing. I need you to get to breakfast time. I need to see endure. I don't know why this is in my spirit, but the miracle that God is trying to get in your house is holy kingdom endurance. Where you can have Judas on your squad knowing he's about to turn you in to the cross, but you still loving on him and blessing him. Endurance. Endurance with your enemies. You have put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. She goodbye. Go and get my. Can you continue that? You good? All right. I just want you to get this tail in. Look like you got to dance. <laughs> you ready? He heals the wounds of every shattered heart, emotions. Somebody done broke your heart, girlfriend. 
brother friend, man friend. Listen, he heals the wounds of every shattered heart. Now, if you got yourself in a hellish situation, you for sure need to ask God for endurance because you got yourself in it. So don't be trying to ask God to rush you out of something you rushed yourself into. Can I get an amen? Proverbs 17, you ready for this? A joyful, cheerful heart brings healing to both body and what? Soul. A joyful heart. Got to get them emotions in check. Because your joy brings healing to both body and soul. So maybe, maybe, maybe somebody can be healed right now with a little laughter. Whatever you're fighting right now, you got to create a joyful environment. Can I, can I pop a little fissure? You got you to create a little, whatever you got to do. If you got to get your mom and daddy in a bouncy house, I don't care how old they is. Go in a bouncy house, come in the house with a clown fit on, figure out a way to make folks laugh. Turn that environment around to be a joyful, playful one. Do old school. They make, 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 have a sleep, a sleepover in the living room. Say, Mama, Daddy, we ain't gonna sleep in the beds tonight. We gonna sleep on the floor. Remember back in the day, make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Figure out a way to bring back joy, cause where there's joy, a cheerful heart, it brings healing to your body. <laughs> Stop being so deep all the time. Watch something funny. Maybe it'll have a couple curse words in it. I don't know. But, but being deep ain't making you laugh. You ain't going to get struck down because somebody cussed once or twice. Oh, ten times. You need to laugh. Because deep, deep got you sick. <laughs> You feel me, Bernadette? that? Deep got folks sick. Let me tell you, Lord laughs at Kevin Hart too. He just wants Kevin Hart saved. Amen. You best believe the Lord. You best believe he laughs at Kevin Hart. You over here missing out. And I'm saved and anointed. Amen. Kevin Hart ain't never made me curse. Right. He funny sometimes, man. He just funny funny. Go on, break some of your old traditional stuff. Just, just go and push one out like you just constipated. Just go on and give yourself a break. But the one whose heart is crushed struggles with sickness and depression. I break the spirit sadness and crushing and do you see that this depression and anxiety comes from a spirit that we allow to abide upon us where have you lost some of your childhood fun I got a job now I'm 26 I'm it's grind time right now no 
you depressed. It's ain't grind time. No, it's you need, you need to, you need to turn, find you something to laugh at. Something joy. You've been fasting, but going into the fast, you, fast over for you right now. Go find you some Cracker Jacks, some Funyuns, some Doritos, some Hot Cheetos. Something. Just have a little party one time. Get you some jacks, get you some four square, do something, have some fun. Isaiah 61. You ready? Only got a few more minutes. Only got a few more minutes. I am sent to announce a new season. I am sent to announce a new season. That's what Pastor T is here to announce tonight. That's what, that's what, see, I'm, what am I doing right now? I'm, I'm, I'm out the box right now. I'm out the box. I know some folks want me to stay within the tape and the parameter. I'm free indeed right now. As long as you can hear me, it don't matter. I am sent to announce a new season of Yahweh's grace. I'm sent to announce a new season of grace. A new season of expansion. A new season. I know how it's been for the last nine months, but we're heading into a new season. For real, for real. For real, for real. A new season of Yahweh's grace and a time of God's recompense on his enemies. It's payback time. You've messed with my family long enough. It's payback time. You've messed with my son long enough. It's payback time. My daughter... It's payback time. My parents, it's payback time. It's a new season. It's a new day. Fresh anointing to comfort all who are in sorrow. He'd announce to strengthen those. It's a new season to strengthen those crushed by despair who mourn in Zion. To give them a beautiful bouquet in the place of ashes, the oil of bliss instead of tears. Do you see this healing? Do you see this healing? And the mantle of joyous praise. Oh, mantles don't come for a moment. Mantles come for a lifetime. I declare in the name of Jesus from this day forward, there's a mantle of a joyful praise upon you. Your nickname going to be joyful praise. You're going to walk in here when these doors open and there's going to be a praise up on you. There's going to be something lifted up off your spirit. Instead of a spirit of heaviness. Heaviness broken. Heaviness broken. Don't, Don't be walking around my house. I don't want nobody walking around my house. Is that black mood? Black mood? That sounds like a coffee from Milano. Black mood. Black mood. Let me, get, let me get a pound of that black mood right there. That sounds like something you find in dispensary these days. Let me get, let me get a, about a QP of that black mood. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming against all black moods. Black attitude, black mood, black, all of that. Coming, coming against it. Talking to my kids right now. No black mood. I got a song for the black mood. I'm going to pull out my harp on the black mood. Absolutely. Because of this, they will be known, Grace. 
they will be known as mighty oaks of righteousness. Who am I talking to? What God is doing in your life right now, and even look what you're going through. Maybe God isn't doing a removal. Maybe God is doing an enduring. But the removal, look, you like God. Heal them for me, please. And God says this. I got them. But what's happening here is getting out of you what I need for there. If you didn't have to deal with this, you would not be who God's about to bring you forth to be. And the same way you celebrate over Jesus' cross is the same way you got to learn how to celebrate what this situation is bringing out of you. You jump and shout over what his blood, think how, think how crazy us Christians sound. Hold oh, the blood. That's the only time singing about blood. The blood of Jesus. <laughs> they beat him. Hallelujah. <laughs> Caleb, help me. Help me, Bernadette. We, we lightweight psycho. We'll, we'll look at a movie where somebody getting killed and we're like, ugh. But then Jesus' blood, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. The blood that gives me strength. What? We telling the world the blood reaches. What? You ready? As excited as you are over the blood, maybe the miracle in this season is what God is doing in you through that. And you have to learn how to be just as excited for what he's doing in you through that. And it is the pain, it is the frustration, it is the confusion, it is the obscurity in that that's bringing out this mighty oak of righteousness. Planted by Yahweh as a living display of his glory. See, God is trying to have monuments. He's trying to create displays. There's not enough displays of his glory. What is a display of his glory? It's a display of his miracle work and power. The greatest miracle is I once was lost, now I'm found. What if I once was lost and now I'm found with one leg? What's the, what, am I not blessed? I wasn't blessed when I was lost with one leg. I'd rather be found with one leg than lost with one leg. <laughs> you feel me? Rather be found with one eye than lost with one eye. Can I help you tonight? They will. Who is they? Them, them ones who, who had endurance. 
will restore ruins from long ago and rebuild what was long, man. The bursting love quest, whatever you may be going through. The oaks coming out of you is the bursting. The bursting isn't just new homes. The bursting isn't just new cars. The bursting isn't just new jobs and raises and bonuses. Do you know what the bursting was? It was that metamorphosis that happened between the caterpillar and the butterfly. And when that butterfly bursted out, we celebrate the butterfly. But how are we celebrating the butterfly, Sion? But abandoning what it took to be the butterfly. How do we, how do we celebrate our freedom and forget the pain that it took to get our freedom? And what are you going to leave the next generation if you go through your life asking God to just take away the pain? Lord, help me endure whatever's on my track. It says, those people who endured will renew ruined cities. Those are the people that will see Vancouver saved for Jesus. Listen, this is a people that know Jesus. Caleb, the day of just knowing church is over. If we really going to see revival, it's going to come through people who know Jesus. I'm talking about no Jesus. Can't be shook, no Jesus. Can't be moved, no Jesus. They find a place to land. All types of poverty. And let me tell you, poverty is just not financial. I'm going to deal with one of you guys' mindsets right now. It's poverty. I don't deserve wholeness. Even everything I'm telling you, not once am I telling you, you don't deserve wholeness. And God's plan is not that you be made whole. I didn't say God doesn't want to take the pain away. I didn't say God loves seeing you in pain. What I'm saying is broaden your perspective of miracles. Evil is still evil. Death still comes from hell. But what I'm telling you is don't just bind God to a physical act of removing something and think that's the only miracles. Then you're like, oh, God doesn't move like he used to. I would say God is moving in more, more than he used to. Because now we have more ways to be healed. I didn't say more gods to be healed. I just said more ways to be healed. We have the scientific proof and teachers to teach you how to breathe properly that brings certain healing to your body. We have certain knowledge that we have that they didn't have back then. You deserve it all. You deserve wholeness. You deserve wholeness. I will read this into my closing. Deuteronomy 28. If you listen obediently to the voice of God, your God 
and heartily obey all his commandments that I command you today. God, your God, will place you on high, high above all the nations of the world. All these blessings will come down on you and spread out beyond you because you have responded to the voice of God, your God. God's blessing that are about to rain up on you, Love Quest. That's about to rain up on the Richmond household. That's about to rain up on your household. God's blessing inside the city. God's blessing in the country. Another translation said, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. God's blessing on your children, the crops of your land, the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds, the lambs of your flocks. God's blessing on your basket and bread bowl. God's blessing in your coming in. God's blessing in your going out. God will defeat your enemies who attack you. They'll come at you one way and they'll run out seven other roads. God will order a blessing on your barns and workplaces. He will order a blessing at your workplace. He will bless you in the land that God, your God, is giving you. God will lavish you with good things, children from your womb, offspring from your animals, and crops from your land. The land that God promised your ancestors that he would give you. God will throw open the doors of his sky vaults and pour rain on your land on schedule, on schedule, and bless the work you take in your hand. You will lend to many nations. You will lend to many nations. But yourself won't have to take out a loan. God will make you the head and not the tail. You'll always be the top dog, never the bottom dog. As you obediently listen to and diligently keep the commands of God, your God, that I am commanding you today. Don't swerve an inch to the right or don't swerve an inch to the left from the words that I command you today by going off, following and worshiping other gods. Word of God is the pill for every ill. Lift your hands right where you are. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. Be healed. One thing I do know. The Lord is raising up one tough son of a gun. Your, your, your skin is getting thicker. You ready for this? Your skin is getting thicker and your heart is getting softer. <laughs> I plead the blood of Jesus over your doorposts. Mama, be healed. Daddy, be healed. Auntie, be healed. Uncle, be healed. Nephew, be healed. Niece, be healed. Son, be healed. Daughter, be healed. 
Grandma, be healed. Grandpa, be healed. Coworker, be healed. Be made whole. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, be made whole. Try part big. Try part harvest. In Jesus' name, Lord. Buzzer beater blessing on our health. Buzzer beater blessing on our finances. Buzzer beater blessing on our relationships. Buzzer beater blessing. Turn it around right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord is doing it. This is a strange year. Strange year. But the longer we have existed in a year like this, I've realized that God is in it more than he's not. The Lord is in this thing. The Lord is in this thing. watch as the week goes. I'm speaking to myself too. But your bodies will be refreshed. Your bodies will be restored. You'll start to experience peace as the days go on. I don't just want peace one day, one week. Sustain peace. The Lord's about to enrich our relationships. The Lord's about to teach you how to love big, how to love again, how to love like you've never been hurt. And I don't know, lastly, maybe there's someone, go ask your mom, go ask your dad, is there any unforgiveness that they're wrestling with? You know, bitterness is one of the quickest ways to birth sickness. Maybe it's you on this phone, I mean, on this call, on this screen, whatever it is. Maybe you have someone to forgive. Biblical forgiveness is to let it go, drop it, and don't ever bring it up again. And then start praying for that person that for whatever reason, have envy, you have bitterness, you have strife towards, and watch what happens. God bless all of our households to a thousand generations. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with us by following us on social media at LoveQuestINTL Church. And join us next time as we receive another powerful right now word brought to us by our man of God, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy the rest of your day. And in the meantime, get your love fixed, man.